Right Wall fans, welcome to, as always, another exciting edition of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am, guess who, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, your host for episode 19. That's right, episode 19. We're just cruising right along. That happens. Uh, I say cruising right along. I missed last week. I'll be honest. I was freaking exhausted. I was like falling asleep. I, I got Zofia here all day with me, and I'm trying to do show prep. So I missed last week. I'll be honest. There's a couple other things going on, and it just it didn't happen. These things happen. If you've been a listener since the beginning, you know that I I, I prefaced this podcast with weekly. Sometimes we're gonna miss them. It's gonna happen. We're gonna miss them. Uh, so I apologize. We missed last week, but we are back up and running with episode 19. So let's get right into it. All right, little housekeeping, social plugs, as always, you know, shameless social plugs. If you want to follow us, especially if you're new to the podcast, uh, there, there's a few different ways to connect with me, with us, with everyone at the wall and go tell to the wall. And that the first one would be facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, I got people working on that. I'm, I'm honestly, I've been so busy and social media is so depressing lately. I haven't been doing a lot there, but if we get some more people, then we will do a little more. Uh, and that reminds me, it's going to bring something else I want to talk about in the opening. It's so funny because I was about to start this and I was like, oh, there's something else. And that it just came to me. It just came to me. Okay. Uh, so facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, or if you want to follow on Twitter, if you do the Twitter thing, I, you know, I, I probably on Twitter even less. Uh, but we're working toward getting up there uh, a lot more, especially once we get some more followers. Uh, so on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod. Uh, of course, as always, you can follow my personal Twitter, which is at MagicMuppet. Honestly, I don't have a lot of followers because I don't use the Twitter a lot. Like, I, I just don't. I don't. Which brings me to my next thing that I just want to talk about. I'm going to put this in the opening, and then we're going to leave it alone for the rest of the episode, most likely. Uh, I think we're having some electricity issues in here. So if this cuts out, I'm sorry, guys. We'll, we'll pick it right back up. There's lights flashing in my house. It's probably a power outage or something. LA. Come on, man. Let's let's get it together. So what happened? I was scrolling through LinkedIn this week and somebody had posted something and I'm not going to go through all the text on it, but essentially it said, you know, we are so quick to, to like things and follow people and support things from people that are famous, you know, like the Kardashians, you know, they come out and everybody's oh, following them, we're watching the show and, and all this different stuff. Yet, when it comes to people that we know personally, and, and I'm guilty of it too, we aren't necessarily supporting as much. We're very wary about supporting, whether it be a new business, a product, whatever it is, a podcast, you know, we're very wary about it. And that got me thinking, as I'm looking through my Facebook, and I'm like, you know, I have, I think at the time, I had like 576 friends or something. And out of all those friends, out of those 576 friends, only like 100 and some actually follow the page on Facebook. Now I get it. I get it. Sometimes this stuff gets lost in the mix, whatever it is, but you don't actually have to listen to follow the page. You know, we, and, and that's the other thing. We get so many listeners through Podomatic where we host the podcast, where I host the podcast. Uh, but they're not, these are people, a lot of them not able to actually use Facebook. Some are international. It's crazy. I, like, I don't get it. Cause I look through the stats and everything and it's like, Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, but what's happening is it, it's exposure. It's exposure. That's what it's all about. It's exposure. So one person likes a page, and then that shows up through all their social stuff, like for a second. And that's that's all about exposure and impressions. In the industry, we call that uh, impressions. I think they still call it impressions. I've been out for a while. I, I, honestly, I've been out of the marketing industry for a while. I do this junk now, and that's kind of all I do. But it got me. Th it, like I said, it got me thinking. It, does it? How? It takes literally thirty seconds to like a page on Facebook. You know, like. 10 seconds to share something, even if you're not listening. And that goes for like entrepreneurs and products and stuff. You don't have to buy the product. Share a post, like it, you know, tell a friend, oh, you're into this. You're into podcasts. You're into, you know, whatever it might be. Share it. Tell them about it. But the thing is, we, we don't do, we're, we're so slow to do that. We're so slow to do that. Uh, so, and this isn't even just for the podcast. This is even just for Go Tell It to the Wall. But I'm telling you, all of you, all of you out there, wall fans, if you know you have friends that are likely entrepreneurs, whatever it might be, uh, just support them. Support them. We're all here to lift each other up. We really are. Stop supporting the Kardashians. You know, <laughs> stop following like stupid sports ball people. Um, and, I, and I follow sports ball people too. So like, there's nothing wrong with it. Don't stop following them. I guess follow the other people too. Come on, let's all build each other up. That's what we got to do. 
Um, and another thing, real quick, finish up the opening, uh, and that is uh, looking at doing some some live stuff. I don't want to go full on live broadcast. I know I've teased that a little bit. Uh, we somewhat have the capabilities, but what I do want to do is, is do want to do, do want to do. All right. Uh, it, it is look at possibly doing like some Facebook live, some YouTube live, some Instagram live, whatever that might be. And maybe have it recording like during a broadcast and then we can interact a little. So let me know what you guys think about that. Shoot me a line, send me a message on the Facebook, tweet me, whatever it might be. Let me know what you think. Let me know also kind of what you What's better, like Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live? I haven't done any of these, um, which which actually brings me to my next point. I got stuff falling all over the place here. Uh, is next episode? That's right. We're at episode nineteen, so next episode is going to be episode twenty, and I think that is probably the time to do it. So let me know what you guys think. Um, and that's that. That's that for the opening. Let's get into some social stuff. I'm going to warn everybody. If, if if you've been a long time listener, thank you for sticking around. Uh, we are going to get a little political today. There are no politics on this show, and honestly, this is not subjective politics. This is objective politics, which I have done once or twice before, and we're going to get into a little bit of that in a few minutes here. So I'm, it's fair warning, fair warning. Uh, this is not a politics-heavy show, but there's some things that need to be said. Uh, speaking of which, social media, I tried to jump on social media today. Uh, today is June 1st. That's when I'm recording this. You're actually not going to hear this until at the earliest June 2nd. I, I post these the next day, uh, but... Some politics happened today, and social media exploded, and I kind of had to walk away from it for a while, because it was literally the same thing 1,800 times as I'm, as I'm scrolling through social media. Uh, okay, speaking of social media, our president, our president, <laughs> guy sitting in the White House, tweeted something a few days ago, C-O-F-V-E-V-E, Covfefe, there's been a lot of debate about how it's pronounced, uh, and honestly, I'm not going to get into, like, who I, I really don't care. I understand everyone has all these different feelings about what it might be, whatever it is. Uh, and there was a lot of jokes, and they were funny for about 30 seconds. After that, no longer funny. So just stop with the stupid cafefe jokes. It's, it's dead. It's dead. We like to beat things until they're dead. And this one's dead. So please, just stop. Just stop. I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum. Just stop. We're done. It was funny for a second. Now it's done. Done. That's enough. And so much, there's so much fighting on social media. That's also what happened to me today. And I'm noticing, and this is going to segue into our next topic, a lot of people like to argue on social media. And, and I've been there. I've gotten in arguments, you know, especially when it comes to like sports ball, because like who cares, you know, this <laughs> is not important stuff. And I'm debating sports ball or whatever it might be. Uh, but I was noticing today, there was a lot of fighting, and one specifically, I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to get into all this stuff, uh, and and basically it got to a point where there was this guy, I don't even didn't even know the guy, was commenting on a friend's post, and he was getting very defensive, and honestly very vulgar, and very ignorant, and I got to think, and at first I was like, someone needs to chime in here and put him in his place, and then I realized, you know, this could be a cry for help. You know, we are big advocates of mental health here at Go Tell It to the Wall, and I've always said that, and there's no excuse for acting like that. I'm not going to get into details, like I said, uh, but maybe this person just needs a little bit of help. So if you're getting into arguments on social media, especially if it's somebody you know personally, think about maybe why they might be saying the things that they're saying. Because it could be a cry for help. Maybe they're being vulgar and obscene uh, because that's the only thing they know. It's a defense mechanism. So just think about that, wall fans. Think about that uh, and keep that in mind when you're perusing all your social media, you know, your Facebook and, and Twitter and, and Instagram and, and that Snap snap thing people have been trying to explain snapchat to me for years and uh, years i don't I guess, eh, maybe years has been around for years for a while i still don't get it i don't get it freaky filters putting stuff on people's faces i don't get it but you know when you're on the snapchat be careful think about it think about it wall fans all right we're getting into a little bit of politics here and this is objective politics and this is why i put it in the social space because this is where i was coming across it like the most instances of this uh, so Trump, we're just going to call him Trump. I don't, I don't want to get it like Trump. I, I don't care what, what position he holds and stuff. Trump, he was at a NATO summit or whatever. I try to stay out of politics in, until I have to, and I have to look at stuff to vote. Uh, but I try to stay out of it. He was at some NATO conference and walks out with a group of, a group of other world leaders, pushes his way to the front. Very, very bullish. You know, I mean, 
objectively, if you look at this, this is what a bully does. You know, it like I have a daughter at home. Granted, she's only six months old, uh, but but let's say my daughter was eight years old, and some kid, boy or girl, did this, and I'm like, let's say I'm watching a recital or something, and push their way to the front, just push my daughter out of the way. I would not be happy about it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's childish. It's bully-like. It's childish. That's all it is. You know? What happened was, and the reason I put it in social media is is everybody jumped on it and they're like, look at this. This is so childish and everything else. And to me, it's childish. Regardless of where your political views fall, I am a dirty hippie, so for, to an extent, you know where my views fall. You know? I am for same-sex marriage. I am for medical marijuana. Uh, but I'm not going to get into really where I stand. I also don't have a party. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I am a registered freaking independent. You know why? Because I think for myself. I don't need a group of people telling me how to think. So that being said, this was ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't care who it was. I don't care. Oh, President Obama, Clinton, any of them would have done this. Bush, childish, ridiculous. And people saw it and they jumped on it. And it was childish. But as I'm scrolling through social media, like in the days after this happened, you have all the people that, that are saying, this is ridiculous, this is ridiculous. And then I'm noticing, at, like a day after it's happening, people are, you know, there's this saying, like a boss. That was the one I saw the most, like a boss. And people are like, Trump's pushing his way to the front like a boss. Like a boss? Not like a child? Because it was freaking childish. But the point of, the, the reason I'm talking about this right now, especially in the social media space, the social media segment of this show is because everyone is posting all this political stuff all the time. But this right here, that, that right there is the perfect example of how nobody's changing anybody's mind. Because this is really objective. This isn't politics. This isn't policy. This isn't anything else. This is a guy, to me, being a complete bully, a bully, to push his way to the front. Who does that as an adult? Now, a kid I can excuse to an extent. They don't know better. An adult? And the leader, of the, the supposed leader of this country? But people fall on either side. A bunch of people thought it was awesome. Most people thought it was ridiculous. The thing is, those people thought it was awesome. These are the people, there's so many other people out there wanting to change their mind. Trying to understand why they are fans of certain politicians and certain politics and certain views and certain policies. Well, that right there is an example of how you're never going to change their mind. Because something that to me and to a lot of people is so objectively childish and bully-like is being defended. And that's why I say this is objective, because that's being defended. And if you want to defend, that's fine. But if you think that's okay, nobody's going to change your mind on real things. Because this is, you can look at something like this and say, that's not right. To me, I can say, that's not right. I don't care who you are. But a bunch of people out there think it's right. And based on that, you can see right there, concrete evidence, you're never going to change their mind. You're never going to change their mind. And those same people would most likely look at someone they didn't like doing that and turn it right back around. And I can, honest to God, say to you right now, I don't care who would have done it. I think it's wrong, regardless of who did it. I don't care what party you're in. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your views are. You don't act like a freaking child. And he's acting like a child. So give, I mean, I'm not saying give up, but just keep this in mind. This is, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. You're not changing anybody's mind that thinks that's okay. You're not going to change their mind. So whatever, whatever side you fall on, fine, fight the good fight, but just keep that in mind. It's a perfect example. Come on, people. Come on, wall fans. The other one I got to get into. And both sides, I get on this one. Kathy Griffin, she's a D-list actor. She proudly announces it. I'm not a fan of hers, honestly. You know, I, I don't dislike her. I don't like her. I never have disliked or liked her. You know, if, if I had to fall on one side, it's maybe dislike. But to me, it's meh. And you don't entertain me. You don't offend me, you know. Uh, but she did manage to offend offend me this past week. Again, regardless of where you fall, with political views. That was wrong what she did. If you haven't seen it, she posed for a photo with a fake severed head of Donald Trump. Bloodied severed head. That's absolutely wrong. I don't think she should have done it. It's wrong. 
The problem I have with everything that's going on right now is the hypocrisy. Because Trump came out and he said how despicable it was. And he talked about how it has really been tough for his 11-year-old son to deal with this because of what he saw. And I completely agree with him on that. I don't think you should have to see that. The problem I have is there's this guy named Ted Nugent. He used to be a musician, I guess. In my mind, he's just useless. Useless. That I will be concrete on. I don't like Ted Nugent. I don't like him. And what he did four years and change ago literally threatened President Obama. Literally threatened him. Said he wanted to kill him via Twitter. It's out in the world. Look it up. Google it if you want to. And a bunch of other stuff. And Trump, who wasn't a politician at the time, came out and said, oh, it just goes to show how angry this country is at Obama. And think about 2012 when Obama was elected again. And all the effigies of Obama being burned and lynched and hung and with African-American stereotypes. Barack Obama has two young daughters as well. So four years ago, Trump didn't denounce it, didn't have a problem with it, just kind of brushed it off. Meh. Goes to show what the American people think. However, when this happens, it's not what the American people think. It is a comedian being vulgar and crossing the line. And again, she crossed the line. She crossed the line. But don't be a blatant hypocrite. Don't be a blatant hypocrite. He's so worried about Kathy Griffin holding a severed head. No mention, no mention of what happened in Portland about a week ago. No mention. Just goes to show you his priorities. The, the other ridiculous thing is, and I feel bad for his son. I do. I do feel bad for his son that he has to see things like that. However, he has been in the limelight for a very long time. He has been. He is, he, he is a so-called celebrity. He had a television show and all this other stuff. You put yourself in the limelight, dude. Granted, President Obama did the same thing, but there wasn't a bunch of limelight leading up to this. It wasn't there until he was president, until he ran for president. Again, I don't stand on either side of this, but I do stand against hypocrisy. It's common sense, wall fans. It's common freaking sense. Be smart out there. Be smart out there. All right, let's lighten the mood a little. <laughs> let's lighten the mood a little. I, and I'm sorry, we get into politics. Like, it's rare, but sometimes you got to call people out on their stuff. You got to call people out. Don't be a hypocrite. Oh, and as I'm reaching for my beer, let's get that in real quick. Uh, the beer we're drinking this week for episode 19 of Go Tell It's a Wall is a Firestone Union Jack IPA. Firestone Walker Brewing Company is actually out of Paso Robles, California. I believe it's Central Coast, California. I actually do know it's Central Coast, California. Uh, and this is a, it's a fine IPA. It's not my favorite IPA, but I do enjoy it. Uh, but Firestone Walker actually makes one of my favorite beers, and that would be the 805 uh, Lager. Super light beer. Now, see, now I'm talking about a different beer I'm not even drinking. Check out the 805. Check out the Union Jack IPA. Firestone is a good brewery. Uh, I enjoy their beers. So check them out. I'm enjoying one right now, as a matter of fact. If you're new to the show, we drink, I drink a beer every week. I don't really get drunk, but we talk about the beer because it's fun. And people, you know, if, if you're like me, you're always like, ooh, there's a new beer. Maybe I'll try it. Or, oh, that's gross. I'm, I'm not even going to touch that beer now. So Firestone Walker. Well, Firestone Union Jack IPA from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Central Coast. California. Love it up there, Central Coast. Oh, I want to retire to Pismo Beach. That's that's what I'm working toward. I told my wife, we we, we mini-mooned there after we got married because uh, we, we because of Burning Man, we didn't have time to do like our big, long, like eight-day honeymoon. So we did like three days in Pismo Beach uh, a week after we got married uh, and then, then did a big, big, long honeymoon in Hawaii. Uh, so and, and I just fell in love with Pismo. Love it. Check it out. If, you, if you're in California, check out Pismo Beach. If you get a chance to come to California, check out Pismo Beach. It is in my opinion, the place to be. All right, so TV, film, books. Can you tell, see, when I miss a week, there's just so much stuff to get through. We are content heavy today, and I'm warning all of you. I shouldn't say this now because a lot of you listen just for the Burning Man segment. It's at the end of the show. Burning Man segment is a little short this week. Uh, I have, also have some personal stuff that we're going to talk about. Not deep personal stuff, uh, but I did have 
loss of a, a very important and influential person uh, from from my adolescence last week. So I'm going to kind of give them a little love uh, and shorten the Burning Man segment. So here we go. TV film books. So new book just came out. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. If you're not familiar with that author, uh, he wrote The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy and a whole bunch of other books. I was a big fan of his. I mean, still am. Uh, but when I was a kid, I loved all his. I've, re- I've read The Hobbit probably like eight to ten times just because I love it so much. I've read the Lord of the Rings books, you know, I want to probably twice all the way through, um, but I've you know I, it's the uh, Fellowship of the Ring gets a little boring. Return of the King I've read more than twice. I'll be honest because it's a little better. Um, but they have a new book out, Baron and Luthien, uh, which is interesting. And and if you don't know Tolkien, he he was actually in World War One, uh, and he passed away in the seventies. He's been dead for a long time, uh, but his son Christopher. Uh, has actually for a long time been pulling like his unpublished works and sorting through them and getting stuff published. There was a a book called The Silmarillion, uh, which is kind of like the origin of Middle Earth, which is kind of the world, kind of. It is the world where all this stuff takes place. Uh, And he published that long after J.R.R. had passed away because I I believe that was published in like the 90s. He published his new book that he found, uh, and it's it's called Baron and Luthien. Uh, It was actually written in 1916, which is amazing. Um, and as I said, Christopher Tolkien works on him. Uh, the interesting part about this, and, and the story, I'm not going to get into it crazy. Uh, it, it, if you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, it's actually about an immortal uh, 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 woman elf whose, whose father happens to be like a, a, a prominent elf uh, and a mortal man, uh, which was extremely close to the Lord of the Rings series. If you're familiar with it at all, if you're not, it's, it's not important in the story. Um, but it... I think, and I'm going to read it myself, but it just came out. I honestly think this was kind of, uh, it came from his love story with his wife. He got back from World War One and kind of leaned on his wife, from from my understanding, kind of everyone's understanding that, it, that it's read Tolkien and, and read about him and everything else. Um, and, and these two names, Baron and Luthien, are actually on his headstone and, and his wife's headstone, uh, one on each, you know. So it's going to be interesting because I think, this is kind of a, you know, obviously not the exact love story because he's he's not like a, a mortal man in Middle Earth and his wife wasn't, a, I mean, for all we know, wasn't an immortal elf. Uh, but but I'm excited to read it. If you're a Tolkien fan, check it out. Uh, so Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of freaking Thrones. We are like six weeks away from Game of Thrones. And I honestly, I, I almost can't contain my excitement. But one thing that came across today, I was reading an article today, because I've just been counting down, and this article that I was reading, just talking about like the beginning of the season and everything else, and and really no no spoilers or anything like that. It was just talking about you know it's coming out, and we kind of know these things are going to happen. And they had interviews with with uh, Benioff and Weiss, who are the showrunners. Uh, I think also one of the directors from this season. Uh, they have different directors for not every episode, but they they kind of switch it out. They have different directors. Uh, the showrunners. When you when you're dealing with television, really, the showrunners are the guys. You know, when you're dealing with feature films and stuff, director is like the guy. Uh, sometimes a producer, depending on the feature and everything else. Uh, but but in television, the showrunners are running the show. <laughs> Probably no one's laughing at that. Showrunners are running the show. Uh, but what's happening is they shoot Game of Thrones in Northern Ireland, and and there's the media is just so like hungry to get any glimpse of anything that they're sending up drones and and they're releasing anything they can find uh, and sometimes giving out spoilers that could like a f- spoilers of what's going to happen in the upcoming season and that got me to thinking like who wants these you know i'm always interested to read little articles and sometimes fan theories they're like oh i think blah 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 is going to be you know be the last one saying like that's fine but i don't want to know if you're if like let's say a reporter gets something from on set that's spoiled like i don't want to know i don't want to know that that ruins the point you know if you've listened to the wall i have given a couple spoilers on accident before and ever since then we've been so diligent about not giving away spoilers because it ruins things it does it, ru- it like why why would you want to not be surprised by what's going to happen so i don't get it but i'm counting down the days july 17th Happens to be the day for uh, my, my wedding anniversary. I joked with my wife. I was like, oh, so this is what we're doing for our anniversary weekend. We're going to be watching Game of Thrones. Like, eh, that only takes an hour anyway. But but we'll be watching some Game of Thrones. That's how I'll be celebrating my, my anniversary. 
Um, there's another awesome show that I found on television that I feel like people need to know about. If you don't, it is called Great News. It's on NBC. It's on the Hulu and stuff. This was a, uh, a summer release. I think they, you know, network. I'm not going to get into semantics on what television networks do, uh, but just, I don't think they were too high on it, so they released it during the summer. Uh, it's actually a Tina Fey show. She's not in it. She produced it, um, and you can definitely tell it's a Tina Fey show, like in a good way, uh, but it's extremely funny. Extremely funny. I enjoy it. Uh, it, all the actors and actresses on it are fantastic from what I've seen so far. And I, I laugh out loud most of the time when I watch the show. My wife and I watch it and I laugh out loud. So check out that show. If you haven't heard of it, great news. It's on NBC. It's on Hulu and everything. Um, and it, not on Netflix or anything yet. Cause it just came out. I think they're like six episodes in or something. So check that one out. I highly recommend it. Uh, the other one I've been watching, a lot lately, and I feel like I don't even need to mention this on the podcast, is Handmaid's Tale. Now, I was a little wary to get into this one because I'm not usually into dark stuff, you know, uh, but it is extremely addictive. Extremely addictive. Check out Handmaid's Tale. It's it's a little, like I said, it's a little dark. It's a little dark, but it is fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. I think Hulu hit gold with this one. Uh, it's a Hulu original. You need Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, cut your cable and just get Hulu and Netflix and, and all that good stuff. It's going to be cheaper. And you can still get your news and junk over the air. I, I had to, I t- my cousin was posting on Facebook the other day trying to figure out a cable provider to get. And they were, someone else was like, cut the cord. And she was like, oh, I can't get the Today Show. I was like, nope, you can get the Today Show over the air in HD from an antenna. It's amazing. It's amazing the world we live in today. The world we live in today. <laughs> there didn't used to be cable. Everything was over the antenna. <laughs> but this is what happened. Everyone realized, oh, we're paying a bunch of money for stuff we don't need. So we can cut the cable and you just use antenna and Hulu and all this other stuff. And it's fantastic. That's what I do. That's what, that's what we do in, in, in my house. Um, so check it out, Handmaid's Tale. Just prepare yourself. My wife was having some dreams. I, I, I don't recommend binge watching it if you haven't watched any of it. You need you need a break in there. You need a break. Just, you do. You do. You're going to have some weird weird dreams. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, but you're going to have some weird dreams because it is a crazy show. Um, and there's another one. Another television show, my wife actually found it recently. It's on Hulu, and it's called Better Late Than Never. And some of you have probably heard about this show. It was apparently on in, like, August, and I'd never heard of it. Better Late Than Never. I'm not going to remember everyone that's on it, uh, but it's essentially, it's, it's. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm, now I'm blanking. I, I always have his name in my head. Uh, it's the Fonz from Happy Days. Henry Winkler. Had to, had to come to me there. I guess I had to say his name out loud. The Fonz. And you remember Henry Winkler. Uh, so it, it's executive produced by Henry Winkler. And he basically got together with uh, with a bunch of other people. William Shatner. Uh, if you don't know who that is, you've been under a rock. He, he was in the original Star Trek. And he's just fantastically funny just himself. because. And it's funny because I think he tries to be serious and he just ends up funny. Uh, you know, check out his albums. Oh, oh God. That's amazing. Uh, and also George Foreman. Uh, who was a a heavyweight boxer? He was was the the champion heavyweight boxer for a very long time. Very well known. Um, you may also know him for his grill, <laughs> the George Foreman grill, or the fact that he has like twelve kids and the majority of them are named George. Uh, and also Terry Bradshaw, who was a quarterback for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers um, in the seventies. Basically, with what Henry Winkler got them together and traveled them around Asia. And that's what it is. It's it's like half reality. And I'm sure they stage some stuff. And they've got a younger guy in there who's like their bag carrier. And he's kind of funny. And they tease him and everything else. Uh, but it is raucously funny. I mean, Terry Bradshaw, not that you want to see the guy that way. He's constantly taking off his clothes and just jumping in pools and stuff. I mean, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And drinking and everything else. And this show was on in August. And I'd never heard of it. And, like, I'm telling you, my wife and I laugh out loud laugh out loud she found it last weekend and like every five minutes of watching the shoes like how is the show not the greatest and i was like i don't know because it's amazing it's amazing i guess everyone's too busy watching the kardashians or the bachelor or you know whatever other music and dance shows are out there that you know i don't know if you're into that that's fine uh but check it out it's a hidden gem it's on the hulu check it out on the hulu it might be on netflix too or it will be soon i'm sure if it's not all right one more thing i want to get into with tv film and books and this is something that is just ridiculous to me. And I was kind of waiting for it to be more of a thing. So, Star Wars. There's a new Star Wars coming out in December. Now, I've been a big Star Wars fan since I was a kid. I loved Yoda. I just thoroughly enjoyed Star Wars. 
but there are some things about it that we can't get behind, that I can't get behind. And I think I talked about this recently on an, on a podcast. Like the that the the, the episode uh, seven that came out, The Force Awakens. It was good. It wasn't that great. And I and this is what I was talking about a few weeks ago is. If if George Lucas had not done prequels and just thrown all those characters in, he could have just thrown them in a room and they could have just talked to each other for three hours and people would have eaten it up. Eaten it up because they're all about The Force Awakens. When in reality, The Force Awakens is episode four, A New Hope, the original Star Wars, just regurgitated. It is literally A New Hope regurgitated. Like, complete with, oh, we have to go destroy this thing, this weapon that's the size of a planet that destroys other planets. And why? Oh, because at the beginning of the movie, we showed you how it destroys other planets. (laughs) Much like the original freaking Star Wars. So what's happening now, because of this new Star Wars coming out in December called The Last Jedi, people are finally being wary of it. They're kind of like, wait a minute. And they're wondering, is this just going to be derivative? Because The Force Awakens was derivative of Episode 4 of the original Star Wars. I mean, blatant, like it's crazy. And we all ate it up because, you know, it had, oh, it's, oh my God, it's Han Solo. It's Princess Leia. It's Chewie. Oh my God, they're back. But we're just watching the same movie that we watched from 1977. Yeah, that's what's happening. Except this one has an angsty, weird, young barely out of teenage years guy that just gets all mad because he's all angsty and emoed out. <laughs> I mean, like I'm joking, but all of that's real. Like all of that is what's happening in the Star Wars universe right now. And so people, Ryan Johnson, who is the director of, of the new Star Wars coming out in December, has kind of been taking it personally. And someone tweeted him and said, is this going to be derivative because the last one was... And his answer was, uh, I've addressed this the only way I possibly can. By spending the past three years of my life be- making a film, I do not think is derivative. <laughs> That's not exactly giving me a lot of confidence there, buddy. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe it won't be. If I if I was a betting man, I'd put money on this just being, uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back Part 2. Uh, but everyone's going to eat it up. Everyone's going to eat it up because it's got Chewie in it and it has Luke. All right. That's enough. That's enough television film books. I'm just cracking myself up today. Can you tell? I miss a week and then, like, I just get all fired up and get in here and start yelling at things and just going crazy and, like, ah, this happens. I know. All right. Let's get on to some music. A little bit of music. I don't have much this week. I got to be honest. I don't. I don't. But. I mentioned this previously, and I did finally get around to doing it. I pre-ordered the new Rancid album, which comes out this month. It is June. It comes out this month. I can't remember the exact date. I do highly recommend it. I listened to the songs that have been released. We've talked about this previously. When they do pre-orders on iTunes and on a lot of these social, uh, social digital sites, um, they they roll out tracks before the whole album comes out. And it is freaking Rancid, man. It is Tim Armstrong, and it is Rancid. They look like they're about 85, but they don't sound that way. Although, I mean, I guess you could sound that way like 85. <laughs> that was really insensitive of me. Uh, but they still they sound like they did like in the late 80s, 90s. I mean, it's it's amazing. Tim Armstrong, he's still got it going. Uh, so check it out. I pre-ordered it. I also realized that they just kicked off a, a, a U.S. tour, and they happened to be touring with a little band called Dropkick Murphys. If you've never heard of Dropkick Murphys, check them out. I also highly recommend Dropkick Murphys. Uh, and check out tour dates. Just Google it. Google Rancid Tour Dates, Dropkick Murphy Tour Dates. I can tell you now, they're coming to Los Angeles on August 28th. And since I am 99% likely missing the burn this year, uh, you know, six month old and all. Uh, that's how I'm going to drown my sorrows is I'm going to find a way for my wife to let me, which I know it let me, she's probably going to force me to go. She's been telling her, I gotta, I gotta go out and just, just see a concert, um, which I think I said on the last episode. Uh, so I'm going to try to do that in August. If you're in the LA area, check them out. Maybe we can have a beer together at the, uh, rancid dropkick Murphy's show. They haven't announced the location yet, but they do have a date. 
it's probably TBD. I'm just hoping to God it's not the Hollywood Bowl because uh, I love the Hollywood Bowl. It's just such a it's a pain going there. I want I want to go. I want like a dirty punk rock like dive bar. That's where I want to see Rancid. That's where I want to see him. That's you know I've only seen him at like festivals. I have never seen them headline. So it'll be interesting. Uh, and also I think I say this every week. Give me motion. That's right. Give me motion. Their album's coming out in less than a week. It's coming out on the 7th, June 7th. Go to GiveMeMotion.com. Check them out. They are touring right now. Uh, I believe he is in... No, he is. He's in New England. He's in Connecticut right now. <laughs> Act like I don't know. He's in Connecticut right now. Um, and so, so check them out. Uh, album June 7th. Check out the tour dates. Uh, they also have some merch that's going to be out at all the concerts. Um, and they're, they're making their way west. Uh, so check the exact tour dates. Uh, but he's making his way west right now. He's in the northeast and will make his way all the way back to Los Angeles at some point here. Uh, I sure hope so. Uh, because I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing them live in concert as well and getting my t-shirt. Because that's what you do. You support friends, family, music. Right? We talked about it at the top of the show. Give me motion. Buy their album. Listen to their album, like their page, check out their website, go to a concert, buy a shirt. And you know why? Because I said so. No, I'm just kidding. Because they're awesome. Because Give Me Motion's awesome. 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 I had another buddy of mine uh, listen to him, and, and he said it was a, a combination of Lance Buckley and somebody else. Uh, it's been so long, I can't remember. So check him out. Um, all right. A little sports ball. I just have a little bit today. A little bit today. Even if you're not familiar with the sports ball world, you probably heard that last weekend a certain Tiger Woods got pulled over in Florida for a DUI. And if you, even if you, you know, you probably heard a little bit. He's just, he's been in turmoil for the past, like, what? Oh my gosh, like six, seven years. It's insane. And he's just spiraling out of control. Um, and, and I just, I find it fascinating and sad fascinating because he was at the top of his sport for a very long time even if you're not familiar with Tiger Woods he's a golfer top of his sport was really the most dominant golfer for many many years that now or then and he was so young that everyone's like oh he's just clearly gonna break every single record now it doesn't look like it's gonna happen now he's getting DUIs in Florida and I feel bad for him the main thing is it's, it's just sad to see this it's sad to see this. And not, I mean, this would be sad with anybody, not just a professional golfer, not someone who's in, in the spotlight. It's really sad for anybody, but we're just, we're, we are watching his downfall like happen just right in front of us. And it's sad. And it's sad. And I do feel bad for him. So, wall fans out there, don't pile on. And, and the worst thing is, like, I have no sympathy for, for DUIs. Like, you shouldn't be drinking and getting in a car. There's stuff like Uber and taxis. And if you're a freaking millionaire like Tiger Woods, you know, hire a driver. I mean, he, he's fallen off as far as golf talent. He made so much money over the years. He still has money, you know. I, I know he still has some money. He can afford to have a driver. Uh, the one thing is he actually he, he didn't, didn't have any alcohol in his system. Uh, he did have a back surgery like less than a year ago. So he's on these crazy pain meds. Mixed up pain meds. I can understand to an extent. Again, you probably shouldn't be driving like anyway. Um, but I, but I just feel bad for him. Just feel bad for him. And I and I hope. I mean, I don't think he's ever getting back to what he was, you know, ten years ago. Uh, but but I hope he's able to get some help, uh, especially because he's got kids. You know, his kids the kids don't need to see their dad uh, kind of in this shape. Um, but <clears throat> I just I feel bad. And I, and I hope he gets some help. And I hope he gets some help. I really do. I really do. Uh, you know, so out there, wall fans out there, don't pile on Tiger Woods. He, he was very wrong. He's done very wrong things for a long time, um, you know, the past six years. And very wrong. It's not like he killed anybody. He cheated on his wife. And, and you know, I, honestly, I think he was, he's, is, was, was, is a bit of a sex addict from, from what I hear. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, pray for Tiger Woods. You know, don't pray for anybody. Just, just have a little, a little sympathy for the guy. Cause he's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. Doesn't make it okay. Uh, but he's been through a lot. And so sports ball, we call it sports ball here at, at Hotel to the Wall, uh, because we have a lot of listeners and I personally have a lot of friends who, who call it sports ball because they hate sports. They do. And I've talked about this before. 
you know, some people like sports, some people like comic books, some people like computers, video games, whatever it might be. It's a hobby, you know, and, and if you're new to the show, I've said in the past, I enjoy sports very much. I'm a big Boston sports fan because I grew up watching those sports with my father. And at times I do get to watch sports still with my father. You know, he's in, he, and the only reason we don't watch a lot of sports together is because he lives in San Diego, live in Los Angeles. When we get a chance, watch our teams, uh, we do it. You know, we watched the Super Bowl together this year, which was fantastic because the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, so everyone has their own thing. So I try not to make fun of people. Like, I don't, personally, I don't understand video games. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I play my stupid little Clash of Clans on my on my, my iPad and stuff. I don't get these crazy complex video games and you got to have this, you know, $1,000 system connected to your TV and you got to play. But I don't I don't think anyone's dumb for for liking it. Okay, so that's your hobby. You play video games. You read comic books. You watch movies. Listen to music. Whatever it is, it's a hobby. So keep that in mind, wall fans. You know, if you're making fun of someone, you know, giving them a hard time because they enjoy sports ball and then look at what you do there's probably everyone listening to this podcast there's something you do that someone else might think is weird that doesn't and maybe it is a little weird that doesn't make it wrong it doesn't make you less of a person or less intelligent you know that's the one i always hear all oh, these jocks less intelligent do you know how complex the game of baseball is like, honestly, do you, does, it, most people don't watch baseball, don't understand how complex a game of baseball is because it's boring. And I understand, I could see how you see it's boring. But for those of us that grew up watching it and understand the complexities of the game, it's extremely complicated. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody because I understand that it's complicated, but respect that. Respect that. But also respect the love that people have for those individual things. And I say that because there was a video circulating online. And it was a college baseball team college baseball team and I don't know if the kid uh it was a kid you know late teens I mean this was probably a college age kid um who had a a a, uh, a mental disability a cognitive disability I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it was but he had a cognitive disability and what happened was they put him on the team they let him go up to to take a uh to have an at bat and the bat you know go up swing the bat Pitcher pitches in the ball, uh, and I'm sure you can't really tell from the video. I'm sure the, the pitcher lobbed him one. You know, pitcher's trying to get the ball past you, but lobbed him one a little bit. And the kid hit it. The kid hit it, and he started running. And then all the, this, two different teams. This is the opposing team that did this for this kid. You know, and they threw the ball and, and you know, I'm sure pretended to throw it past first base, past the first baseman, so the kid got to keep running. And he's running around the field. And they're, you know, they're throwing these terrible throws so that the kid doesn't get out. And he rounds third base and he's running home. And you could see the smile on this kid's face. Probably one of the biggest smiles he's ever had in his life. Because he got to experience that. What he's always wanted to experience. What he's watched other kids experience most of their lives. Most of his life and for all of their lives. And he comes running down third base. You know, even if you're not familiar with baseball, you got third base and then the home plate. You hit a home run, you round the bases. And they got this thing called the inside the park home run where the ball doesn't actually fly out of the park. And he comes running. And he looks around and he realizes he's about to score. And he throws his helmet off. And just a smile on his face. And he runs and he touches home plate and his entire team comes out and gives him a standing ovation and hugs him and high fives him. Made the kids day, month, year. You know, I don't want to say life, that, that's a little extreme, uh, but just gave the kid that experience. And regardless of how you feel about sports or baseball or anything else, you got to respect the way that kid with a cognitive disability got to experience that and the sheer joy on his face. And that's why sports ball matters. Maybe video games matter to you. Maybe there's a kid out there that wants to do something in a video game. That's why these things matter. Sure, they're hobbies. It's fun. But sometimes it transcends that. Where you're able to make a kid's day. Kid was not able to play baseball all his life. And they put him up there and they gave him that experience. They gave him that experience. He's probably going to remember that the rest of his life. That's part of the reason we love sports ball. It's part of the reason. Keep that in mind, Wall fans. Keep it in mind. All right, we're moving along to tech. Jeez, we're running short on time here. We're probably going to go a little over today. I'm, I'm very sorry. 
But you know what? Deal with it. You got a pause button. Jesus Christ. You have a pause button. What is this? Could be four hours. Just pause. Pause and come back to it. Especially here's a good place to pause. Ready? And pause. All right. We're back. If you hit play after that. <laughs> if you've just been listening straight through, you're like, shut up, Sean. All right. Moving on to tech. So this new thing came out. It's called a dojo. It's about the size of a pebble. Um, and I find it interesting because what it is, is it basically creates a, a, a security system and firewall. If you don't know what firewall is, it's basically uh, cybersecurity, you know, for your, for your network, for your home, your computer, whatever it might be. Uh, and this creates kind of a net around your house. And the reason they came out with this is because of all the smart home devices. And what's happening is, is, is pe- hackers are able to get in and like control your dishwasher, your, your, your refrigerator. In fact, I saw today, uh, hackers are re- have recently been hacking baby monitors that are connected to Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and talking to babies. I laugh. I mean, this could be terrible. Um, I, I only laugh a little because like, you know, I thought about getting something like that. It's like, no, 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 no. Okay. That's crazy. Our baby monitor is just, you know, over the air monitor. It's, it's like just two pieces. I don't need it. Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or anything. Uh, like that, you know, uh, but that being said, we, like I, we have, I have nest cams in the house, you know, I keep them in areas where if someone did hack into them, they're not going to see me changing, getting in the shower, you know, my wife changing or getting in the shower or anything like that. Uh, you know, that's just a smart thing to do. Uh, but this dojo, uh, is interesting because it creates this net over your home thing is it costs you $200 and that comes with a year of service. I don't even, I don't know how much, uh, the subscript, the yearly subscription is, uh, for this, but I, the, the thing I found interesting about it is that all these new devices like smart homes, you know, I got the Google Home uh, here in the house and we got those Nest Cams and all this other stuff. Uh, so new gadgets are creating a need for other new gadgets. And that's what's happening here. It's, it's a booming industry. Um, and it's just fascinating to me. I, you know, check it out. Check out the dojo, especially if it's a smart home. It might be something to, to get and have and, and be very useful. Just um, interesting. Another interesting thing on the tech side, North Korea <laughs> came out with a new tablet. They're calling it an iPad, and apparently it is pretty much like the original iPad. Uh, the awesome thing about it is it's this revolutionary new iPad, and I shouldn't be laugh. I don't mean to laugh at the people in North Korea. I just laugh at the ridiculousness of it. Uh, and this awesome new iPad that came out in North Korea has one gigabyte of RAM. If you If you don't know anything about tech, maybe that doesn't mean much to you, uh, but that is very slow. Any of you out there listening, if your computer or tablet or phone was one gigabyte of RAM, you would throw it out the window. Guarantee it, because it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> it would just sit there. Um, an eight gigabyte hard drive, so you can have like four songs and five photos, eight gigabytes. Most likely, if you're listening to this, you have at least 16 gigabytes on your phone, more likely like 32, 64, or 128, uh, because... Eight gigabytes isn't going to get you anything. You can't put anything on there. Um, and there are 40 apps available in North Korea for download on these tablets. 40. There's like a bajillion here in the U.S., um, which was interesting because then I also went on to read there's only actually, they have very limited Internet access in North Korea as a dictatorship. So they don't let information in or out or anything like that. Um, and apparently there are 28 28 websites in North Korea. So if you jump on the internet in, in North Korea, you can literally go to every site in like 10 minutes. 28 sites. 28 sites. That's what's happening in North Korea. Uh, so if you think your tech is bad, think about North Korea, wall fans. Think about it. Another interesting thing on tech I found today, um, and there's actually a big aug- augmented reality conference going on uh, somewhere in California, I think. I got a friend there. Uh, but there's a new game app out, and it's called Strange Beasts. And it's fascinating. It's an augmented reality app where you basically cre- can create your own strange, like, little monster, creature, beast thing. Um, what I find fascinating about it is this, this guy, I'm watching a video, and the guy that came up with this is explaining it. And he's basically, in order to see these these monsters, like, in 3D, you're not actually looking through a phone. You're looking with your eyes. But what's happening is they're projecting images onto your retina. They're projecting into your eye. And it's so funny because toward the end of this video, he's like, oh, that's my daughter. I can't remember the name. Uh, and that's her pet, blah, 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 blah. Actually, I, I say blah, blah. I think the pet's name was Bloopy. <laughs> Something like that. The daughter named it. She looked like she was like six. 
um, and she's playing with his pet, and she turns to look at him, and you can see weird lights in her eyes. It was like out of a horror movie. And it got me thinking, like, this is fascinating, this technology that we have, uh, but is it really good for us? You're shooting light into your retina. Into your retina. I'm going to talk to my cousin, who happens to be an optometrist. I'm pretty sure that's not really good for you. I, I mean, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want stuff shooting into my eyes. And I get it. You know, augmented reality, it's this pet you can create and have and everything else, and it runs around. They showed it running around the house and everything else, and they're like, oh, you don't have the life expectancy issues, you know, especially if you have kids and everything. And it's like, yeah, but then you start living in this digital world. And I totally get that. If you've listened to the show, like, if you've been a long-time listener, you know, we lost our dog a couple months ago, and it's been very rough. I totally get it. However, we still live in the real world. Still live in the real world. If you haven't read Ready Player One, read it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, we're gonna move on to a little common sense. In fact, I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze through this so quick. I'm gonna get a little sip of my my Firestone Union Jack IPA, and we're gonna breeze through this because I'm running out of time. And despite the fact that you guys have pause buttons, I gotta go. I, I, I gotta get through this. I gotta get through this. I don't have time. I don't have time. I got a cat running around. I got a cat running around the studio today. Sometimes she's in the studio. She used to always be in the studio. Um, not so much anymore. Now it's just on occasion. But she decided uh, she's hanging out in the studio with me. I'm glad. Hi, Figment. My cat's name's Figment. Uh, she's just hanging out. She's staring at me. I don't know. That's what cats do. Okay. Uh, so little common sense. Little. Just a, we're gonna get a little. You know. Huh, huh, look, look. We promote common sense here at Go Tell It to the Wall. Um, I know there's a lot of common sense in the social. I, f I feel like social. The social section today was also a lot of common sense. Objective, freaking common sense. But we're gonna get into some other stuff here. So uh, there is a movie theater, theater or theater chain uh, in Austin. I believe it's called the Alamo. Uh, and there's a movie opening this weekend. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yes. First female lead uh, superhero movie ever, literally ever. Um, now, and people are going to say, whoa, Catwoman, Catwoman with Halle Berry. No, she was a villain. She was not a superhero. So this is the very first one ever. Uh, and, and what happened was this theater or theater chain in, in Austin decided they're going to do some all-woman screenings, all-women screenings. So, so men, males are not allowed. And there was a huge uproar, a huge uproar. From men uh, claiming this was sexist. Sexist. And in fact, one of them even complained to the mayor of Austin, who shot right back. And kudos to the mayor of Austin. Uh, my cousin, his wife and kids live in Austin. He played at the University of Texas, which is in Austin. And, and I love Austin. Uh, I've, I've been there actually for his wedding years ago. Love it there. I, I, it's, it's a fantastic place. It's fantastic. Um, and, and I was glad to see... That also the mayor is like, shut. he basically, and he was much more clever about it, but he's like, shut up, dude, shut up. And they sold out the all-female screening and they're having another one. They, they had to have another all-female screening. Uh, and here's the thing. Think like grow up, dude. Guys need to grow up. You know, th there have been all male things for a very long time. In fact, there's still a freaking golf course in Georgia that is pretty much all male, and it is one of the most renowned golf courses in the world. In the world. And it's pretty much still all male. There are, all, there are men's clubs. There are all these other things. And just because some women want to have an all-female screening of Wonder Woman, you're up in arms, sexist. <sighs> Try being a woman for a day, dude. Like, I can't do that. I can't. But I already know, like, it would be rough. It would be freaking rough. In fact, speaking of that, going back to the guy I was talking about on social media, all women are whores and all this and women are terrible and all this stuff. That's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. So grow up. Get over yourselves. Come on. In fact, when it comes out on DVD, I'm going to have an all-female screening in my backyard. In my backyard, I'm going to tell you right now, wall fans, if you want to come... Hit me up on the Facebook. You got to be female. It's all female. I won't even be there. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna support it and throw it. And my wife will be there watching it with my daughter. That's what's gonna happen. I'm telling you right now. All right. Another thing. Uh, Texas, coincidentally, again, I'm not. Even, I'm not positive what part of Texas, but uh, Texas police are looking for a gentleman, uh, and they have his name. He's a Thirty year old guy uh, who decided to take a drive down the highway on his motorcycle. 
with his three-month-old child. And not even strapped into anything. His three-month-old child laying on the gas tank. If you're not familiar with motorcycles, the gas tank's actually like right in front of you. And there ain't nothing to hold on to. And if you're three months old, you ain't holding on to anything anyway. Guy decided to go cruising down the highway with his child on the motorcycle. And we've talked about this before on the wall and on Go Tell It's the Wall. It's ridiculous how people treat children. I have friends trying like hell to have children. And this dude, this jackass, goes driving down the highway with his son on the motorcycle. No protection. Nothing holding him there. And honestly, even if he was protected and being held there, it's a freaking motorcycle and it's a three-month-old, dude. You understand how much time I put into and still go back to and check in both both cars? You know, my wife, we have two cars. My wife's car, my car. They're both our cars, but uh, my, my wife doesn't like driving my car because it's SUV. It's too big for her. Um, but, you know, we have two cars, and I'm constantly checking the car seat in there. Constantly. Is it a secure? Are we good? Okay. We good? So you just, I'm going to throw my three-month-old on this motorcycle. I'm going to go ride down the highway. Frickin' moron. Frickin' moron. So, moron of the week. In fact, let's go ahead. I think, oh, yeah, I got his name. I got his name. His name's right here. Let's call him out. Anthony Braddock Welsh. Oh, God, he's even got three names. Three names, but not enough common sense not to put your kid on a motorcycle and go riding down the highway. Come on, man. You know what? We're running short on time. I am going to save. I've got two two stories. Two stories I'm going to save uh, for next next episode. I'm going to mark it, mark it right now. Next week, episode 20. And maybe we'll be on Facebook Live or Instagram Live or one of those or something. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Let's get into a little Burning Man. I warned you at the be- toward the beginning of this show, we're going to be short on Burning Man. And this is a quick one. This is a quick one. I've talked about the temple before uh, and, and kind of what goes on with that. You know, quick overview. Uh, every year at the burn, there is a temple. It is burned on the last, last, last day of the burn. They burn the man the day before the last day of the burn. The temple is burned on the last day of the burn. And what the temple is there for is essentially for people to let go. A lot of people don't like the temple personally. Uh, to me, the temple is the most important thing. I would rather see the temple burn than the man burn. Uh, and it is this, it's, it's for people to let go of things over the past year, whether you've lost a loved one, whatever it might be. Um, many, many different things. In fact, this past year, uh, you know, I was out there with my pregnant wife. You know, Zoe was just, just still in the belly, still in the womb. Uh, and I didn't expect the temple to hit me that hard. I've, I've talked about my uncle and losing my uncle and how hard that one hit me uh, previously. Didn't expect the temple to hit me this that hard this year. And then it ended up hitting me pretty hard. And the reason was I go into the temple, and I'm not going to get into details, wall fans. I go into the temple, and someone wrote a letter to their abusive father. They wrote a letter to their abusive father. And I don't want to give you too much insight, but I've been there. Not my father that I talk about. Not my father that I've talked about on this show or that made me uh, the Boston sports fan that I am today. Uh, but someone else who once could have been considered my father for biological reasons. I'm not going to get into details on that. Uh, who might have been a little abusive. Might have been. And that got, it hit me hard in the temple. So I'm there with my pregnant wife. And it hit me hard that I wanted to be nothing like that that I needed to be so much better than that for my daughter. And that's why it hit me hard this year, the temple, this past year. And in fact, I wrote a note uh, and I decided that this note, I wouldn't even give this person the satisfaction of being inside the temple. So I went to the very outside of the temple, one of the corner spires of the temple, and I wrote it outside the temple. Angry as hell. I wrote it outside the temple. I'm not going to tell you what I wrote, uh, but it was a release. It was a release. And then I watched the temple burn and I watched that spire fall. That's what I did. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about, I always say these funny things with the temple. You know, maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's, it, you know, the guy hugging me outside the temple, you know, talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, maybe it's just, just coincidence, whatever it might be. Uh, so we watched the temple burn this past year in 2016. Stand up, start walking back from the temple. It's a bit of a walk back to camp. Because it's way, way out there, way out in open playa. Uh, stand up to walk, and someone who's obviously looking for their friend. And granted, we kind of had Zofia's name, Zofia, Zoe for short. Uh, we we pretty much knew what it was going to be. We weren't full decision. 
And I told my wife, I said, we're going to, you know, after the burn, we'll decide for sure. Um, but we we're, you know, we we're somewhat set, but not, not hundred percent positive. We still had like three months until she was actually going to be here. So we get up and walk back to camp and someone randomly looking for their friend, I'm sure starts yelling, Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. I look at my wife. I said, they saying Zoe. Yeah. Saying Zoe. So right then I said, we have a name. That's the name. That's the name. In fact, uh, in a very Game of Thronesian fashion, we're walking back, and I turn to my brother-in-law Dante. Uh, you know, uh, my wife's brother. I, I call him my brother. I only say brother-in-law for clarification because people are like, "Oh, your brother? Wait, brother? No, no, brother-in-law." You know, um, I turned to him and I said, "Very Game of Thronesian. A girl has a name." <laughs> I was cracking myself up at that. A girl has a name. He wanted to know the name. I said, "No, no, 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 no. Nobody, nobody outside of my wife and I knew the name uh, until she was born." And then gradually the name, the name got out. Um, and then on top of that, when, when I get up walking back, uh, uh, from, from the temple and I've, I've, I've spoken about her, uh, previously, I believe she's also an avid listener. Hi, Juliet, uh, was with me for, for all of my burns up to that point and all my temple burns. And she's like a little sister to me. I've said that before on this podcast. She gave me my blind name, magical Muppet. Uh, and that was the other one, two names being yelled after the temple burn, Zoe, and then someone starts yelling, Juliet, Juliet, Juliet. That's the magic of the temple. That's the magic of the burn, of the playa. That little, that little moment, that little moment was fantastic. And that was going to be her name anyway, but it was just nice hearing that and walking back and saying, honey, we've got her name. That's got to be her name. All right. There's one thing I want to talk about. And honestly, if you want to turn off the podcast right now, that's fine. About a week ago, looking through Facebook, and we have an alumni page for my high school. I went to a private Catholic high school, which, uh, and college prep, which, you know, if you went to like a public high school where it wasn't a big thing and you hated high school, uh, for a lot of us that went to this high school, it's a St. Augustine High School in San Diego, Saints, it's called Saints. Uh, it's, it's, it's like the love you have for your college. That's how it is for me. You know, I still follow it to an extent. We have alumni pages and alumni events. I don't go to as many as I, I would like to uh, because I'm in Los Angeles. Well, the vice principal for three of my years at Saints and then the principal for my final year at Saints because unfortunately Father John, our principal at the time, had passed away. Uh, unfortunately passed away suddenly last week. And you know, there's few people in your life that have a, a profound influence on you. And he was one of them, uh, Tony Sabatino, Mr. Sabatino. He was one of those guys. Uh, he, he, he ruled with a stern hand, but he was also understanding, always understanding. And he was trying with, ju with just a look, he could tell you something. And he was trying to create men out of boys. And I say that, and I don't mean that in a masochistic way. I'm talking true men, gentlemen, men. And that's what he did. And he did that for me. And he did that for me and many of my classmates and many of my fellow alumni. He did that. In fact, I'll rem I remember we used to have mass every Friday, you know, private Catholic high school. I'm just, you know, I'm, I grew up Catholic. I'm not Catholic anymore. I am a burner. Uh, but I respect traditions to an extent. Um, and, and we'd have mass in the gym every Friday. And Mr. Sabatino, after mass, would go to the front and he would dismiss you sat with your class. You had the freshmen, the sophomores, the juniors, and the seniors sat on the floor, seniors at the front, and he would dismiss the classes. And as your freshman, you know, you want to go sit on the floor, you want to be an upperclassman sitting on the floor. I mean, you're a junior, you can't wait until you get to be a senior, and you're the first ones dismissed. And this isn't like a, like it's not misogynistic. It's just a, it's just a tradition and a respect thing. And that's what he did. And he would dismiss us. And I remember... His last year teaching at Saints, the last mass for my senior class, the last time he ever got to do it at Saints, him as well. And he used to always say, senior, he would say, seniors out the side because the seniors got dismissed first and there was a side door and all the seniors went out. And he said, for the last time, and we knew he was leaving the high school. He was actually an honorary uh, classmate of mine because they made him an honorary Saintsman. And he said, for the last time, 
seniors out the side. And I remember that last week and it hit me hard because there's few people in your life that have a profound, and I hadn't seen him in 20 plus, 20 years, you know, 20 years since that, but I'll never forget all the little influences he had on my life and my development. He was a teacher and a principal and just an all-around good man. And unfortunately passed away too early. 66 years old. So it was a little bit rough. But I want to pay him a little tribute. You know, I lost my my high school track and cross-country coach passed away a few months ago. And and now Mr. Sabatino is gone. And as much as I didn't talk to him anymore, it's just it's sad to see those kind of guys go. Those kind of people. That have that kind of influence. Just genuine good people. And he was one of those people. I assure you he was one of those people. And I'll never forget that. Never forget the influence he had on my life. And I know any of my fellow saintsmen that are listening. I know you can agree. I know you can. Because it's the truth. Alright. Well, wall fans. Thank you for putting up with me this week. I know we're all over the place. We're all over the place. And then I end with that. You know. Mr. Sabatino dying and it's terrible. Uh, but thank you. If you've been a long time listener, thank you for sticking with us. This has been episode 19. 19. Next one's going to be 20. We're working on some Facebook Live, Instagram Live. As always, follow us on facebook.com slash go tell to the wall or Twitter at tell the wall pod. Also, my personal Twitter account is at magic muppet. If you need, you know, useless information, a lot of common sense between episodes. Um, so in honor of, of the great Anthony Sabatino, Tony Sabatino, Mr. Sabatino, fellow saintsmen of mine, I will say to you for the last first, last and only time with common sense, wall fans out the side.